0: Like it, and then I had all the Nigerians. They had at least a thousand accounts of me, and they were scamming so many millions of dollars that, uh, <clears throat> off of people that my DMs were just wrapped. How did you know me.
1: it was a Nigerian?
0: Because, <laughs> because I talked to them.
1: Can you don't. Wow, wow. They my hey, hold on
0: now. <laughs> Stump, here's, and I go live on my feed. They jump on my feed on my real page, and there's four. Nigerians. Mm-hmm. They're all Louis Vuitton and Gucci'd up. Nice. They got a couple of phones. They're talking to me, admitting what they're doing. They were you know, showing me where they lived. They showed me their village. They showed me their <laughs> apartment building with a name on it down the streets, little kids running around, everything they showed me. And Damn. they said, wow.
1: They flexed the they flexed. my analytics, it
0: was the United <laughs> States, and then it was Nigeria. You know,
1: we got some trips planned to go over there, man, so you might as well go with us, man. So, we'll set that shit straight. So there's this dude called Hush
0: Puppy. <laughs> that got- Give me some
2: goddamn-
1: Okay, welcome back to the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. Our first guest, Tammy. Yes, Jerry K. All right, you know what I'm saying, my man. He's coming in here. He's one of my favorite people in cannabis. I've, I've met him, Chris the Glove, one of my yeah. one of my, my one of my guys. You know what I'm saying? We 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 come from the record industry together. I see them together constantly. What's mm-hmm. your relationship with Chris?
0: Chris, um, actually, years ago, I was at Cannabis Talk 101. Mm-hmm and i'm sitting on the set and i'm from the east coast so you know i know a little bit about hip-hop and whatnot and i knew what was going on with the with with that back then because i shot all kinds of crazy stuff with my camera and he was on the other end of the set being interviewed and I'm just sitting there, and then when they announced who he was and with death row, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. So now I'm intently listening to him, and then when he found out who I was, so it was kind of funny. We we're both fanning on each other. Yeah. And then he was really interested in what I did, and he asked me a million questions, and we traded numbers, and our friendship just evolved and cultivated. And uh, he came to me with a blunt one day because that's you know I'm known for rolling my blunts mm-hmm. and whatnot, and and joints etc and he showed me this little little hemp wrap blunt and i said oh that's super cute but what does it mean to you what what and i guess i, I impacted him cuz he went home and created a whole brand called sweets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, and and we've just evolved, and our friendship is where it is now. You know, mm, we're just,
1: talking about Chris the
0: Glove, a yeah, legendary
1: sure. music producer. Death Row Records worked mm-hmm. on the Chronic with Dr. Dre. Just
0: all very underrated. Yeah, yeah I, shout out I mean, to I've Chris the Glove all yeah. the time. Uh, he's, you know, to me, he's the backbone of any type of industry, even in the movie industry, you don't know these guys behind the camera right now who's making this happen, and, you know, he created a lot of beats that were Mm -hmm. just incredible. He scores a lot of music in movies, it's like, seriously, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll call him up and he disappears for days at a time, you know what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's my relationship with Chris. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well,
2: well, we, we talked about Chris, but who are you, Jerry? Tell me about you.
0: My name is Jerry Krasicki. Uh, I go by Jerry K. B-Real came up with that okay. acronym at one point in us sitting down together. And uh, I've been a photographer for most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, photography brought me into the industry of taking pictures of people at clubs. Went to Hungary one year back around 2004. We cut through Amsterdam, stopped at a hostel. We got off the train and I was just like, "Wow!" And the first thing I went to the cricket, started smoking weed over there. It was an amazing thing. So I went back to the Cannabis Cup, started shooting pictures, ended up getting them in the magazine, my childhood magazine, you know. And cannabis for me, I started smoking when I was 11 years old. Nice. <laughs>
1: Tell us know, how, how I did how that me, like, happen
0: teacher's daughter and the kid well my dad was the head coach at a high school um. okay and my i came from a divorced family and mm. me and my brother were in an apartment complex where just happened to be a lot of high school kids lived there and uh one of the kids named dickie was my age a little older than me and my brother and that's how they introduced me to weed, and mm. it was more than weed back then. It was more like drugs back then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, weed was the first thing I smoked, and then it. You know, back then every mother's cabinet had volume in it. Mm-hmm. Some mother's little helpers, mm-hmm. uh, preludes, mm-hmm. quaaludes, you Jesus. name it, and it's like Speak all out. that. You know, <laughs> I'm sixty years old, yeah. so my drug usage was very young, mm. young age. Did Mm -hmm. you ever think that cannabis, like we're going to get
1: back into that, but let's let's just like the way you, that you saw cannabis as a child at 11. (laughs) I didn't even know what it was. Right. And then then now to see where it is as far as like dispensaries and and being close to federal legalization. What do I think about federal
0: legalization? No, no. What do you think of the transition from that to now?
2: From legacy to
0: traditional. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I wish it was illegal again because it got cannabis the Amen. industry that I grew up in was more like, you know, they say the hippie movement and whatnot, but honestly, you know, cannabis is what got me off of drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my choice, and that's uh, you know, out of three drug rehabs and the things that I went through as a child and my family went through with me. You know, cannabis was the one thing I stuck to and and I've used it all my life and you know, I've documented Many cannabis cups, uh, and they were all fun in the beginning. And the Prop 215 with mm-hmm. Dennis Perone and mm-hmm. Jason Beck, and writing rules of that nature, mm-hmm. you know, it was an amazing time. Um, and not to downplay where we're at now, but you know, where i you know, there used to be a code of honor like in the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knew what a box was, mm-hmm. you know, now everybody knows what a box is, it's a hundred packs of weed. Um, so as far as loyalty that's definitely something that's been lost in the cannabis industry right now um Mm, tell me about it you know loyalty especially the the people are getting into the industry when I got into the industry it was because of something I loved Mm -hmm. you know I was just peddling bags and, and rolling. you know I would take my Led Zeppelin album cover and get all the seeds out of my Colombian and roll up a hundred and something joints and take it to school and sell it. <laughs> it by the time I was in seventh grade, I entrepreneur. Was home, you
2: know. Look at that. The Stacks plant might have helped bills. you get there as an entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if anybody tells you that stoners are not entrepreneurs, mm. they're, they're definitely not educated mm-hmm. and not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even with artists, mm-hmm. you know, some of your yeah. best artists in the world, you know, did psychedelics and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, to get out of the box to be creative. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Charles yeah. Bolder. I mean, Bolder. Yeah. As a musician, you
1: know, we... We we had our share of experimentation, you know, for sure. To. I mean, staying up late, going on long trips, you know, and night after night meeting, you know, new crowds of people. It, it's it's a trip. I've been on some really big festivals. I've seen a lot, lot. And cannabis has been like the common thread through all of these things. It all is these the common thread. A friend yeah. in
0: weed is a friend indeed. Mm-hmm. That's the shirt I wore back in the 70s, mm-hmm. into the 80s. And... You know so you're asking where the cannabis industry is now it's all over the place like mm-hmm. the strains that i grew up are, are lost mm-hmm. they're watered down it, um you go you know they they name it anything oh it smells oh, like yeah i was with the exhibit the other day man It smells just like that fucker it was name it <laughs> <of the> exhibit <laughs> yeah oh, you well, right
1: we don't want to smoke that
0: smoke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that? yeah
0: yeah yeah you know facetious with what i'm saying we okay.
2: were just we
1: were just talking about that when I when I came up it was just chronic and stress stress and the mids that that was it that was it
2: well now even with all the names I don't even pay attention to the names there's about six or seven scents it's going to be a gelato a citrus a gassy scent an earthy scent like there there's categories and mm-hmm. and you if you know how you react to each scent you know what you're getting Correct. the names are pretty much. Right. Right. It's just hype.
0: It's That's yeah, why I stick to OGs. Yeah.
2: yeah, I stick to OGs as well. It, I mean, I yeah, smoke only
0: OGs if I can help it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I smoke candies when people give me a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of good cannabis out there. Mm-hmm. The growers are doing an amazing job. Um, but the government, the way they're laying out cannabis right now for the world and for America is is only for their benefit. Mm-hmm. So when I was messing with weed, and then they were growing weed, and a pound of OG was $5,500, there was a reason it was $5,500. Mm-hmm. But all those people that grew that kind of weed, they're not growing it anymore because they've been pushed out by mm-hmm. the corporations. So slowly but surely, your weed's going to be pushed out by the corpora- by the corporations, and we have a whole new cannabis industry that we're in.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: your middlemen's are getting cut out. Uh, the 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 quality of the weeds degrading it's yep. you know it's suffering um, mm-hmm. the regulations you know are are so unjustified to me they don't make any sense mm-hmm. well, at least when I was 18, 19, 20, 21 and I had a, you know a couple of bales of marijuana and I was driving it to North Carolina or I was going <laughs> to Georgia because I was on that coast or going to New York you could literally look up the law and you knew what was going to happen to you? Mm-hmm. Now you don't know from state line to state line. You know, you could fly somewhere and you go to Dubai, they could test your blood. You go oh, there, they
1: could put you, you know. to death.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, countries that... When you, go, when you go to Dubai, there's a big sign that
1: says, you know, any drug infraction is can be punishable by death and yeah. they have the right to do that if you have a drop of anything with you
2: the countries that require testing before you enter their country I'm just not even
0: gonna I'm attempt even, yeah I'm not, even, I'm not, not it's
2: me. not for me
0: yeah exactly I've traveled around the world and took my weed with me but mm-hmm. you know I was a risk taker at that time yeah. no, I don't have time to that's the way time. we did it we you know it
1: wasn't mm-hmm. legal when we were moving around and doing those records and but I mean we love the plant and and we love what the plant meant to us and it it, it enhanced
0: everything that we were doing so Mm -hmm. look at what b Real's done for the yeah absolutely you know b a good friend of mine Mm -hmm. you know and I've watched B real just grow and grow and he's an amazing family man entrepreneur I mean this dude he does it all and he smokes weed every day all day (laughs) there's not a thing he misses does not miss a click if you if you had to compare
1: the what the way the the cannabis industry is now compared to the end of prohibition um uh, where are we is are there similarities and what 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 do you, what do you think you know um
0: Mm. Prohibition of like Capone prohibition with alcohol yeah yeah with alcohol
1: because alcohol was once illegal
2: for a and year
0: was, yeah and then, <laughs> they, they
2: flipped it around real quick. it was easier really quick. for them to yeah. get
0: out of prohibition of alcohol than it is for us to get out of prohibition of cannabis and, okay. the, and, and the years are stretching and they're stretching mm-hmm. because there's so much money involved mm-hmm. in it hmm. they're trying to figure out how to get their piece right it is it co- it's an entire industry
2: they can't they can't get they can't make it legal there's i mean you have prisons that you know hire guards that make uniforms for the guards uniforms for the prisoners the labor that they provide like it is an entire ecosystem and you can't just take it away it, it'll it's not good for the economy but it's insane that we've allowed Crimes where there's no victim. We create criminals where there's no victim and then we profit off of their mistake under mm-hmm.
0: the 13th Amendment. Yeah, so that's essentially what's happening. Black markets. Look what they did with mentholed cigarettes.
1: Yeah, it's never gonna go away. I was like, how are they gonna ever
0: stabilize the system they're not
2: well well you can start to criminalize other basic activities like abortion that'll put a lot of more bodies in jail Mm
0: -hmm. well you know what they're gonna do with the cannabis industry is the federal government once it becomes legal they're gonna set a whole new guideline of laws out Mm -hmm. and the laws are gonna be against the ones like me Mm -hmm. unless I have a, a, a Walmart buying my weed or something. Right. Well, like right now, it's legal
1: to grow at least two plants, right? Isn't that what the law is?
2: Depending on what county you live in,
1: in yeah. California. Ah. See? You yeah. don't even know.
0: It should yeah, just be that's across. Prop if 64. you live in America, you should be able to grow your own medicine, right. Period. right The reason they don't want that is because then we could barter and trade. Hey, y'all like what you got? And then we cut What's into
2: what? their profits, and they yeah. don't. That's quite literally why a lot of corporate cannabis companies lobby to keep home grow illegal in states that are considering laws for it. Because it'll cut into their profits if we can grow our own. And you know, if somebody, a regular person who maybe doesn't deal with a lot of debilitating pain, they could grow an ounce of weed, and it would last them quite some time. They would never need to go to a dispensary and pay thirty three percent in tax.
1: Yeah, well, who yeah. wants to live in the Bible Belt anyway? <laughs> I know
2: you know, actually, Oklahoma's in the
1: Bible Belt. And yeah, yeah, but well, you can still get pretty fun. Oklahoma's, yeah, but they're mm-hmm. they're on the we- they're on it though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's they got Bible a booming boat. system out there. We're California in California,
0: and our laws, and they're arresting people now. all the of a sudden and oh, they're yeah. changing their rules because the, what the government does is they desensitize us mm-hmm. with commercials for food with their rule with all the news they give us they desensitize us in prop 215 they they desensitize desensitized us then prop 64 came through and then they progressive okay so let's just flip the switch real quick mushrooms I grew up eating mushrooms out of a cow field. I used to oh, trip sh- my balls off. I listened Yo, to Frank oh my doing mushrooms. <laughs> I, mean, I have I two horrible oh. mushroom stories. Ooh, oh, shit. I've got I'm a sorry. couple myself. Ooh. So here the government is allowing them to sell mushrooms legally. They're all over the place now. Mm-hmm. You know, in Amsterdam, they stopped people using them for a while, and they were legal in Amsterdam. This is where I got this from, Soma, mm-hmm. after a full moon tea party. In two thousand and six, and what's a uh, full Canada, moon? Tea, full moon tea party for the, our, our listeners that, uh, tea parties where, that, that know, don't like, know yeah. what full moon tea is. Yeah, you've been to some, of us,
1: right? You fucking it, a, no, in Amsterdam. Yes, I've. I've. I, I, okay. One of my horrible mushroom stories happened in Amsterdam. <laughs> okay. and when you want to hear them, I'll let you know.
2: But they are
0: crazy. Everybody will have one, but the government <laughs> is allowing everybody to to do this, right? You're investing millions in a uh, mushroom grow. you you have a grow at the stadium. Everybody's selling them. Everybody's doing it. All of a sudden, watch—they're going to flip rules. They're going to start coming up. Now they're going to try to take control of it because it's going crazy.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the things that I'm have found with uh, you know psilocybin and cannabis and whatnot—they it you know they don't understand it enough to. They want to put it in a pill so bad. Mm-hmm. Wow, they didn't understand. They the want to. They want to put out. it in a pill so bad, but well, they don't. They don't understand the dynamic of it and the dosing of it. You
0: cannot put this in a exactly,
1: pill.
2: exactly because it's there's hundreds of chemicals in in that flower. But how American pharmacies or pharmaceuticals work, it's one indication, one molecule. So, oh, you have headaches, we're going to give you a molecule for that. Oh, you're having stomach aches, we're going to give you a molecule for that. It's like single molecular, and that's what they've tried to make single THC pills, and they. They've had to scrap it because terrible side effects. It's like going to an orchestra and asking the tuba to hold it down by itself. Like, it <laughs> can't. <laughs> it absolutely can't. But the when you put. The stuff was. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, yeah. It dogs. had people yeah. eating,
1: eating faces off in The K2
2: Florida. stuff was made in a lab with them trying to create synthetic cannabinoids. It was
1: the same shit. <laughs> oh, the bath salts. Yeah, bath salts, yeah. synthetic
2: yeah. weed. Well, the K2, that spice that yeah, do you remember, it was when like. That people the people
1: like jumping out of windows. Right.
2: Right, that was created in a lab. That was yes. that was pharmaceutical companies trying to create synth-
1: synthetic. <laughs> Hell no! It's a, and Delta Eight. That's that's. I feel that's the same way about
0: thing. that. The, you know, so the hemp farming industry is going to be really an influence in the cannabis industry mm-hmm. coming up. The farm bills, the hemp, the patents, who owns this, the Delta. All this stuff's going to play a, a role here. Just watch what happens here. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, like. Distract everybody, which they're doing a great job at it. Yeah. Everybody's distracted at everything right now. You know, I've been in this industry so long that I've, you know, I've photographed everything. I've been to the craziest grows. I've did product photography. I've helped people build brands. I've, I've represented people all over the world building their brand um and during that time indirectly this person you see right here jerry k became a brand mm-hmm. so i you know my instagram used to really pop you know i had like fifty-five thousand followers I, it took me over a decade to build it and everybody was on it i pretty much met or shot or was at a cup or somewhere because i travel a lot and because i speak what i believe and and I, you know whether it's women's rights or cannabis or whatever the reason might be Instagram didn't like it and then I had all the Nigerians they had at least a thousand accounts of me and they were scamming so many millions of dollars that uh, <coughs> off the of people that my DMs were just wrapped how did you know me. it was a Nigerian because because I talked to him wow, wow. Hey, hold on now <laughs> Don't, here's I'm going to give you two, three occasions. One time, the first time, Stoner Rob's on live like this. And on the screen, he, they're acting like it's me talking in the chat. He calls me on my cell phone. I get on live with them. They start saying, yeah, we're doing this. Then tell me they're making 50 bands a week. Then another time, I'm at home sewing because I make all my pants. And I'm sewing at my mom's. And I go live on my feed. They jump on my feed, on my real page, and there's four Nigerians. Mm-hmm. They're all Louis Vuitton and Gucci'd up. Nice. They got a couple of phones. They're talking to me, admitting what they're doing. They were, you know, showing me where they lived. They showed me their village. They showed me their <laughs> apartment building with a name on it, down the streets, little kids running around, everything they showed me.
1: Damn. And they said
0: Literally like I'm the white haired man in Nigeria. It's crazy. I like i probably have my picture painted on a fucking wall. Wow.
2: They flexed the they frog. Flexed. My
0: analytics, it was the United <laughs> States, and then it was Nigeria. Nigeria. And then it was uh like other countries. Well
1: I, you know, we got some trips planned to go over there, man. So
0: you might as well go with us, man. We'll so, set that shit straight. So there's this dude called Hush Puppy. <laughs> that got busted for billions he was moving millions of dollars of, from taking it from people off mm-hmm. of Instagram and stuff and mm-hmm. he worked with a group called the Yahoo Boys I'm not making this shit up <laughs> okay. you can't write this yeah. shit yeah.
1: no you can't uh, like, like, okay.
0: look it up on the internet I'm not lying okay because well, okay. so the guys, internet so is but, like so dog. they busted when this guy once they busted him a lot of my pages came down oh nice Uh and then i also trademarked my name so when i was using that you know the takedown letter so Mm -hmm. they were doing that and even my attorney was arguing with instagram's attorneys that i am jerry krasicki Mm -hmm. that's my fucking. it's like identity theft like you need lifelock
1: yeah, it's really. <laughs> truly. of my well, the is rough because they've done this to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, yeah. I, I, I've just stopped even like trying to figure out what happens on the internet. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, my yeah. thing. You know what? And once AI is introduced into this, it's going to get even more weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, be it's, it's, it's it's exactly. back let's go let's go back because you have a I love your ability of storytelling right so I love the way
0: you're a poet and I listen to your music all the way here. <laughs> I was yes my parents were Jehovah's Witnesses I, wow. to the, the lyrics yes. I played it Just back learn.
1: yes yes That's I crazy. personally I I personally uh disassociated Don't. myself right because right, right, right. Okay. I wasn't baptized oh. so you in order to be disfellowshipped you have to be baptized okay. but I disassociated associated myself at 14 because fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I know a cult when I smell
0: one. Before you get on me, I just want to say, <laughs> I listen to a lot of rappers and I can understand what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerry, like I enjoy on, listening man. to your rhymes. It's like you know, I heard that. One. Like, you know, a lot of them you can't understand, or I don't know how yeah. to mix mayonnaise with. Uh, with this or that. Just, that made no sense to me. But you're a poet, and I love listening Thank to you, Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, we had a thing called live art, and there people would just do whatever they want, and we would sit there, and some people would read poetry, so we'd paint, play the yeah. guitar, and smoke weed, and drink. It was adults. So it was fun.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, but um, but I want to hear you started saying something and and it and it it, it struck it 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 struck my it 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 caught my attention so you said that you dropped out of school you went to miami went to the everglades into the everglades and you found some marijuana smugglers pick it up from there hmm
0: well, that's a long story, but I got that. <laughs> I mean, that is a long story, but um, I, I went down to Florida with these two. Actually, I left at spring break and went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I met this girl named Regina and Sonya with my friend Larry Blackwell. I was just barely 16 years old, um, not 17 yet. I had a black Malibu Chevelle that I bought with the money my aunt gave me when she passed away and it was a badass little car and we went to Myrtle Beach for spring break and we met these two girls and they kept talking about Florida and they know this guy down there on this place called Marco Island and I was like man I haven't told this story in a minute let's make it quick as possible but anyway long story short they decided they were going to Florida and they wanted to get there and I said fuck it I'll drive you and I'll go and Larry said he'd go well we go we take them back to Charlotte North Carolina I put the two girls up into this place called Country City USA which was where Randy Travis actually started playing music and I worked in a a boot thing and they're selling country boots when I was younger (laughs) and uh, then I went to my house and I told my mom I said mom look I'm going to Florida and I'm going to Go down there, and I'm going to get off of drugs. And that's what I need. I need to leave Charlotte, North Carolina. I can't get away from the drugs. And when I'm talking about drugs, I'm not... I'm talking about the kind of drugs there used to be, mm. you Dilaudids know, <clears throat> and Speed and 18985s and heroin and John Belushi was doing speed balls and, mm. you know, Quaaludes, Methylquaaludes. All mm-hmm. those were the drugs I grew up with. Not the shit they got now. Mm. Yeah. It will kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <know. laughs> Dollar, are... the, the shit I was making you overdose if you took too much, but at least you knew it was getting it from the pharmacy. Yeah, at
2: least it was yeah. good, right? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. was <laughs> in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Properly dosed and labeled.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. So um, I ended up, my told my mom I wanted to leave. She, she backed me up 100%. My mother always supported me with everything I did. So I threw some clothes in my trunk. She gave me a few hundred dollars. I had some money too. I went to go get Larry. Larry's like, I, I can't go. I have a case. I'm like, fuck, we got a case. Yeah, he's got court next week. I said, well, I'm leaving tonight. So we left. I go pick up the girls. We're leaving town. We stopped by a friend of mine, Keith Schultz, who was like my best friend, who actually retired as a Hell's Angel, full blown out. Hmm. And that's where I probably ended up if I'd have stayed in that, in, in, in the Carolinas. I didn't know retirement had. was an option. He's like, retired, gets a fucking check. What? Hell's Angels, Hell's Angels has a 401k? A full, they're a business, bro. What? Shit. That's a business. That is amazing. Yeah.
2: Also, can we sidebar to the fact that you've been smoking cannabis since you were 11 years old, but your memory is (laughs) impeccable. Yes. Yes.
0: Stoners. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. 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 Neuroprotective. Um, I picked them up. Uh, stopped by Keys. We picked up a lid, which back then was like a five-finger bag and a Ziploc bag. Twenty-five dollars. Picked that up. And off we go and we're headed to florida and we get down to florida and they you know they didn't have cell phones or anything back then those only pay phones so we ended up in a place called fort myers florida and they couldn't get these guys on the phone so we ended up staying in fort myers for like a week and we started running out of money and they and I was like, What are we gonna do? And I said so we pulled up to this Circle K. They had Circle K's back then mm-hmm. and there were like eight dudes standing in front of a water thing where they had ice that opened the doors back then like that. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Gina, I said, Gina, you need to start go talking shit and find us a place to stay, you know? And so they went over and started talking to these dudes and they were like, Yeah, we live in Arcadia, Florida, come with us I was like, All right, so Gina jumped in one Sonia's in my car, a couple others in my car, off we go to Arcadia, Florida. We're driving to Arcadia, Florida, midway down the road, my wheel in the back corner here is next to my car door because the axle back then, they had bearings in the back end, back then the rear ends were different so, they had spin, so it spun the rear off, car pulls off, they were driving away, I'm flicking the lights, they stopped, turned around, come back, got her, I, they gave me a double barrel shotgun, said we'll be back. I'm sitting in my car, laid in my front seat all night long with these eighteen wheelers going by, (laughs) and a shotgun, and my shotgun. Wow! (laughs) They came. The next morning, I wake up and look out, see where I'm at. I'm right dead ass in front of the Arcadia Mental Institution. (laughs) I get out and I start walking, and lo and behold, here they come with a with their makeshift record truck. They come up, hook up my vehicle. They take me like 10 miles into the woods on a place called Peace River. And that's how I was introduced to Florida. So they're staying. The girls are there. I get out of my car and I sit like that. And I'm talking and I look down and my socks are all... My socks are just turning black, and that's how I was introduced to red ants. <laughs> and
1: I'm running across the yard.
0: I'm trying. I go to run in the shower to wash off. I turn the shower on. Does anybody know what sulfur water is? No. Smell. Well, it's not. It smells like rotten eggs. Yeah. Turned it on. All my silver turned black. <laughs> I ended up staying there with these guys, and the girls end up going down to. Uh, they're there with me for a little bit. And they ended up contacting these guys down in Miami. And I think they were mafia. I'm not sure exactly what they did. But they ended up taking the girls on down there. I stayed back. I was working on a watermelon farm for like three weeks with these guys, chucking watermelon. I was fucking 16 years old, sweating my ass off. Mosquitoes, I hated it. Finally got them on the phone. My mom wanted me to come back to North Carolina. I said I ain't coming back until I succeed down here. Mm. When I come back, I'm gonna have something. So ended up the guy couldn't find an axle. They ended up taking an axle out of one of their cars and put it in my Chevelle, and didn't even charge me for it. That's what Southern people were like down there you know these guys Mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of other stories there that are fun that happened you know killing alligators first time doing that a lot of stuff (coughs) on the peace river there's a lot went on a lot
2: of stuff on the peace river River, eating
0: swamp cabbage and whatnot but what is swamp cabbage it's the middle of the cow it's the middle of the palm this palm and they chop it up Mm. Mm. So anyway, I learned a lot there. Ended up getting in my car, headed towards a place called Naples and Marco Island. Mm-hmm. So they're in Marco Island. They tell me to meet them. I'm driving down. and you can, This is how I got into the weed industry. Mm-hmm. I'm driving down. Literally, Naples goes down US 41. It's two roads, and it turns, and there's one red light, and then it goes all the way to the fucking Miami. Right? <laughs> and there's one turn. 20. You turn down to go to Everglade City, and then there's Marco Island. So I'm driving all the way past this shit. I'm lost as hell. So finally I pull back up. Well, they're staying with this dude, not the people in Marco. Mm. This whack job named Jersey Joe, he had a piece of land. My mom can verify all this shit. We call her ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I had her on the phone. So this dude was a kind of, and, and this has been going on, human trafficking is kind of part of what I'm getting into right now because I almost fell into this. It was This is real, real, real. So the two girls were at this place with this dude, Jersey Joe. All he talked about was his lesbian bar and all the pornography and things he did in New New Jersey and whatnot. And he had a hot dog truck that would pull from his property out to the highway, and then people would drive by and come and get Jersey Joe's hot dogs. Mm. And you know, I lived on the property, and we were there for about maybe two weeks. Well, both the girls were sleeping with me, and he didn't like it. So he literally was like getting crazy and doing all this weird shit. Like you, not you being had a urged. hater. It, it's called <laughs> hating. <laughs> he was hating. Yeah, he was hating. And and, <laughs> and he he got he got dangerous for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. So I call my mom on the payphone, and we're like on this road. To, it's called Amakley Road. I seventy five just stops right there. So I used to get out there in my Chevelle and just do like one forty up and down the street yeah. and I was around these potato fields. So you didn't really kill somebody out there and you would never find them Wow okay and so we were in that type of situation with this guy out there so they end up a limousine one morning pulls up and picks up the two girls and I'm like alright I'll see you guys later call me and, and I'll meet up with you but how are you gonna call me so they left And I'm stuck there with this dude, and he's nuts, right? Mm. So when he went to sleep, I took all the keys to all his vehicles, all his tractors, all his shit. I called my mom up. I said, Mom, I said, send me some fucking money. I'm getting the fuck out of here. This dude's crazy. He's nuts. She says, okay. She wires me 200 bucks to Western Union. That should be enough gas to get home, because it's only like fucking 65 cents, maybe a dollar a gallon or something. Wow. Not like it is now. and I. Dump all his keys. I could hear him fucking screaming, where are you going, where are you going? Because he was abusing us, because he wasn't paying us and he was barely feeding us and we didn't have nowhere to go. Mm. No communication to the outside world, really. We're in the fucking boonies. Naples is in the boonies. So I get in my car, I take off, I'm driving down the road. Sun's coming down. Here's a dude fucking hitchhiking with a milk jug. I pick that fucker up. Tell him what's going on. Next day, he has me a job at, uh, at the uh, the World Bazaar, working there, making like $4.50 an hour. And then the, then I, when I got there, I met this dude named Albert McGee. His brother was a sheriff, but Albert McGee was, just, was dealing coke and all that shit, right? <laughs> so I, they let me sleep in my car for three months out there. And in their backyard, I had a fan on it. Did my thing at this world bazaar. End up going down, get a job at the Savoy, and that's where the weed started. Mm. I met some guys from down in Everglade City. I was going in, putting quarters in my hat. But by the time the end of the job, when I was uh, taking home everybody's paycheck, <laughs> then you know, then the bell started. You know, my, Tim McBride, he smuggled marijuana. There's a book called Saltwater Cowboy about him, and and. In, about our life down there and he was the one bringing it in and we were the ones picking it up and selling the shit Ugh. and uh, there's a whole story about that and that's how I got into the heavily into the weed versus the way I was in North Carolina just selling it in mm-hmm. school and weed nowadays is so different because people you know when I started shooting for the magazines and I would go into a grow you couldn't show the floor you couldn't show the, so you're trying to cut everything out with your whatever Photoshop won. Yeah, they didn't want to show their secrets so right. how and they now were the industry, there. as you say, where it's going, and now the industry's, like, wide open, and people were mm-hmm. posting on Telegram, they got packs for this and that, you know, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like the Wild West. Yeah. How are they going to get control of that? They won't. They will not.
2: I feel like they. Sh- it's time to take your L. You have not beat the war on drugs. The war on drugs is still continuing. It's a waste of money. Just let let it go. Nobody's getting hurt. So yeah. And, and,
0: and yeah. And when I got into the industry of of, of weed smuggling, there were, everybody wasn't walking around with guns and shit. They were barefooted and shorts, and everybody's having a great time. Nobody was shooting each other, or robbing each other. You're right. too busy fucking. You're too high. You're too busy moving shit. Yeah. So, yeah, man. But as now, I got tools in the trade. That's what I'm doing. Good. So all that, all that lifestyle has brought me to where I wanted to make a tangible product for myself. Okay,
1: yeah. Tell us what you're doing
0: now. Yeah, so in 2016, like I went to DR and I, I got, I started working with the uh, leaf because uh, everybody was opening the backwoods and throwing them underneath the furniture and they're mm. just destroying mansion parties and whatnot. Mm. So I went to the Guilty. DR.
2: <laughs> Guilty.
0: I went to the DR and I and I ended up finding the backwood leaf, which mm-hmm. is a particular leaf plant just like cannabis is different in different strains. So it's not a thin leaf, it's a thicker leaf. It takes a year plus to cure. So since 2016, I've been messing with these things. So what I did is I had a machine designed to cut them just like a backwood is when you mm. unroll it. Mm-hmm. These have been in this pack for over a year, and they're still fresh. Really? Yes. Mm. So I helped a lot of the rollers and stuff do this. So now what I did is I have packaging. I'm going full retail with it. Mm. And we created a brand called Quickies. Okay. And that's been a whole road in itself of fuckery because someone tried to trademark my original name, which was Pre-Cut. You know, and and I understand everybody wants to try to get in people's lanes, but come on, guys. I mean, really?
1: Yeah. That, that's place. what makes it not fun. Yeah. When you, I mean, when you, when it stops being about the brands that you that you can love and trust, and you got to go through fighting somebody who just knows the paperwork or yeah. knows yeah. the loopholes. On top goals. of the people yeah.
0: counterfeiting your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I, I got a whole lot you know, to say I'm about it. Brass Knuckles was the most counterfeited brand. We were the first in a lot of things, mm-hmm. and but. Being the most heavily counterfeited was num- was one of them,
0: and also Dank Gummies, which is a friend of mine. Yeah. So when so I've created this. I have this coming out soon. It's been a you know, secret for me, and this right here is my. So what I did also in 2018, I created a hemp wrap, mm. and so I went all over the world looking for the perfect hemp wrap, mm-hmm.
1: and That's what I they're smell. very
0: difficult to find the perfect hemp wrap because they all fail heavy metal testing they uh, they they're just a problem mm-hmm. and I found oh, one yeah. that that passes everything so what I did was I cut them that right there is a whole nother ball of, you're gonna love that yeah this These is crazy It's right got the glass tip wraps. on it
2: okay that's what I smoke
0: the hemp wraps I designed like this for a reason because if you go to quickywraps.com, I have a how-to roll video in there. And it, these are cut to roll not long ways, but in a spiral motion with, with a roller. And hmm. where's my roller? Oh, there's my roller. <laughs> See, what I do uh. is I put the glass tip right in the roller, and then I fill it up with the product, mm-hmm. right? So let's say that's what it is. So here's one, here's something I rolled already. Yeah. Let's just simulate, just to just to show you how it works. Yeah, it's easy. Let's pretend yeah. there's, there's glass here, and this is the product, right? So then I shut it. I open it like this, right? So I lick it down the edge right here, mm-hmm. or you can use glue if you want to, but I lick it, and it yeah, kind of COVID, you don't wanna, it sticks you real well so it tip stuff. doesn't fall out. Car-glue. yeah glue. Yeah, yeah. Put it in right here, <laughs> So when I click it, and then I start pulling this towards me, yeah. see how it's rolling it? yeah. So once it's to there, then I lick it this way, and then mm. it rolls it all the way down like this, and mm. then it pulls perfect it Perfect seal, yeah. Yeah, Every that's time.
2: perfect for people who like to smoke blunts but don't know how to roll them. Absolutely.
0: Right. And for people who, no, I got the better one for that one. So these right here, I created a three-pack of these, right, and it has three glass tips in it that mm-hmm. are reusable. Mhm. And it has a little rolling tray, and then it has me on the side, right yeah, there. Yeah, they made, they made you look like Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> that was <his> side. So, <laughs> and I have, uh, it's okay, Clo Clo. Mm-hmm. It's my sidekick down here, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I have a QR code here on the back because mm-hmm. you know I've been using these since I was doing my stash and dashes back in the day. Mm-hmm. And with that, I've decided to just give my game to everybody. I used to teach people how to roll. I charged them how to do it. I used man. to teach them how to create a skew, how to get them in a shop, all of that.
1: Now you have got some really gigantic joints too. Yeah, I like well, big ones. Yeah, yeah. man, I, that's incredible. Like, how much how much how much weed you put in those things?
0: Um, anywhere from seventy nine to one hundred and four grams burns perfectly. I've done three <laughs> quarter pounders. Yeah, but these right here, um, they're all natural. And they're really fun and easy to use and you get the the tip. This one right here I'm gonna have to open it up because I want to show you this. Mm-hmm. This is a quickie and I say fill them and pack them. These are fill, pack 'em, wrap them. This is a fully functional item here, okay? First of all you can open it up and it has a resealable top. Then you pull this out right here and it has a bubble Around it says Quickies on it. Mm -hmm. Then you open it up like this. Then you drop it out like this. Mm -hmm. And then this has a glass tip in it already. All you gotta do is pack it. And then all you gotta do is fill and pack it. And then when Mm -hmm. you're done, you stick it back in here, ready to go. Then you stick it back in the package. Wow. Oh, here it is. There's a little. I was gonna stick. say, is there a poker? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah.
1: yeah, <laughs> you got the lingo and everything. The yeah. quickie
0: stick. Hey, listen, I've brand and shot product photography for many, many years, yeah. and it's time for me to to maybe work on myself and focus on myself and and I really appreciate you having me on the show. When you called me, I was like, exhibit the rapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, I appreciate it because. I've lost my connection with my Instagram and a lot but people that know me throughout but it's still yeah like, you're a legend for people
1: for who don't know, you, um, you know Jerry is very well respected mm-hmm. in the cannabis community especially out here in California, California sets the trends mm-hmm. sets the tones for a lot of what happens in cannabis and Jerry is beloved out here with us so you know I, I wanted you to be on our first show I
0: really appreciate yeah, it yeah. thank man. you for That's coming time, man I appreciate yeah. it I didn't yeah. sleep at all last night no. yeah <laughs> so, so, so this right here is my hemp wrap with a glass tip on it so you get the enjoyment of the glass tip. Mm-hmm. And then you take this little stick right here and you just pip, 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 fill it up.
2: That's a very important <laughs> stick. You, and it
0: really you can fill these bad boys up quick. Yeah. So like you guys out there when your girl she's getting ready, you want to go out, right? What what's what's going on? You watching Barney, you watching YouTube, you scratching your head. I'll be there in 5 minutes. They're just now starting flat iron their hair. Mm. Or yeah. little curls from there, this right? girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you whip out your rolling tray like this right here. You start breaking up your shit real quick. And then you just start filling and packing. And I tell you, by the time you're done, you can have at least 10 in your pocket, resealed, ready to go. And now you don't have to lug your backpack with you and you can go in the club and smoke. Because in California, we smoke in the clubs. Miami, we smoke in the clubs. New York smoked in the clubs. Dallas smoked in we the smoke clubs. We smoke everywhere. Austin smoked in the clubs. Yeah, until they kick us out or ATL arrest smoked us. smoked in the clubs. Everywhere. Yep. So, except for Las Vegas. I like <laughs> me. I smoke with Snoop Dogg yeah, up Vegas in this little cabana not. in the club. But of course, it's smoking with the Chinese. Yeah, I've Austin. had no problems.
1: I've had no problem smoking in Vegas. Yeah, Yeah, no, like I got that. kicked
2: out of Dre's. I did. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, if you ain't getting kicked out, you ain't having fun.
2: Well, they didn't even let me in. They smelled me at
1: the door. Uh, yeah, like, what's on. in your bag? Hey, so you know. Let me introduce you <sighs> to some
0: folks. Yeah, so, so
1: now,
0: <laughs> I just uh, want to shout out to you, bro. I appreciate you. No, we appreciate you, show. man. I wish the show much success. Thank you and uh you can find my stuff at quickie com. yes how can they find you on social media uh uh, the social media so i still have jerry krasiki because some guy got it back but it was completely stripped Mm -hmm. all zeros and he had put it on his page Mm -hmm. and so i got that page back but um i have jerry k's la cookies because it was a it was a strain that i had back around 2018 Mm -hmm. that was a cookies with an la confidential cross Mm -hmm really nice strain i lost it due to the regulations and the feds busting the grow but uh now i relaunched that page it's called jerry j-e-r-r-y-k-s l-a cookies and then right here heartbreaker chloe <laughs> and i spell that with a c-l-o-e and she's like my sidekick on everything i do no, right. We just did the champ show and uh <laughs> she's like my liquid xanax you know? yeah you notice know, we smoked anything on the show and i didn't miss a lick I'm, <laughs> i really enjoyed being here just doing this you know cannabis brings us together absolutely in so many ways and all you guys in the back i see how excited you guys look just listening and smiles and <laughs> stuff. And, and that's what it's about for me it's my lifestyle jerry k is my lifestyle I live for the today. I plan for tomorrow. I go through ups and downs like everybody else. Yeah. I go through breakups. I sometimes I'm broke. Sometimes I'm not. I mean, I go through it, life, and and cannabis is what really to sum this up. Cannabis saved my life. Uh, I'm passionate about it, and no one will ever ever steer me to believe anything different. I listen to my body, and I know what works for me, and the worst thing about the cannabis movement for me is getting caught with it by the wrong person who wants to take it away from me and uh That's the way I feel about it Mm -hmm. There
1: it is It's spoken Spoken Yo Jerry K Thank you for being on (laughs) the first Lasagna Ganja podcast Yes sir All right, Yo so thank you guys for listening Like, share, subscribe uh, Spread the word Lasagna Ganja podcast Uh, Yo you want more information on us Go to DCP DCPofficial.com
2: Check out the Lasagna Ganja podcast, wherever podcasts are streamed.
1: And check out our separate feed with video episodes.
2: Available on Spotify and YouTube.
1: For more information, visit dcpofficial.com.